in response to fight, flight, or faith. The author writes, Dear Charles, I've recently read your new book and believe that you have made a tragic mistake. I think there is a fourth group of people that you failed to think about. I represent a hopefully sizable group of individuals who asked God to reveal his hiding place for us and our families if the rapture is to take place within our lifetimes. Whether we are personally alive to see it or not. He then went on to write me a rather extensive description of the divine hiding place that God gave him. <coughs> he sent it via email. When you send something via email, it does not go directly from your computer to mine. Any email sent will hit 50 to 60 servers before it gets to the final destiny. And on every server that that email hits, it leaves a footprint. So every time you send an email, about 100 people get it along with the person you sent it to. Even if I believed in hiding, I wouldn't tell a soul. It seemed to me that that would defeat the whole purpose to broadcast the where, the who, the what, and the how. It also would seemed to me to be counterintuitive for you to suggest that your destiny is in your hands because you are smart enough or more brilliant than others you found that secret place now of course the brother was serious I don't blame him. <coughs> the whole thought of actually trying to be on this earth during the Great Tribulation is rather appalling. Who thought that up? Uh, God did. That's what I believe. For us who have had the luxury of living in the greatest nation on the face of the earth, pride included, we believe that God could not conceivably think of such a thing compared to our great lives. Therefore, how could anybody think that we need to face the great tribulation? 
from the description in Matthew chapter 24, the Great Tribulation is going to ultimately be a worldwide phenomenon. The goal of the evil one after he is killed and resurrected or resuscitated or whatever it is is going to happen to him is domination of the world. Hiding, therefore, will be extremely difficult, if not impossible. Several people wrote me and advised me that Osama bin Laden is able to hide. Why shouldn't we? The answer is very simple. If there was only one Christian on this face, on the face of the earth, it could be possible for him or her to hide. But there's a whole lot of difference between five million Osamas and one. It does not take you long to realize the significant number of people who would not be able to hide. People who could not hide would involve and include people that are hospitalized. Think of how many believers would be in the hospital and therefore unable to go and hide. If you have, if you own dialysis, you don't get to go. If you have high blood pressure that requires you to have a medicine, you can't go. If you have a cancer of the thousands of kinds that requires either chemotherapy or any kind of other therapy, you can't go. If you're old and in a nursing home, you can't go. If you are in prison, you can't go. If you live in a huge metropolitan area, you can't go. You say, well, why? The evacuation of a metro area like, say, Chicago would be next to impossible. Let's take a conservative number. Let's say there are 600,000 Christians in Chicago. The abomination of desolation is broadcast on CNN as occurring in Jerusalem. The notice goes out. Would everybody quietly, peaceably, 
without any commotion, leave one or two at a time. Pray that the dying Ryan is not under construction. Pray that there is no pile-ups, accidents, or wrecks, and you're sitting there for five hours. Pray that it's not in the winter and there's a storm blowing snow across 9094. I sat there for six hours. One winter because of blowing snow, couldn't go forward, couldn't go backwards, couldn't get off, couldn't get on. Can you imagine what would happen if 600,000 Christians all of a sudden decided that they were going to leave Chicago and go hide? How far would you have to drive from Chicago to find a hiding place? And how many of you would agree to not stop at the first place and keep on driving? Because there could, there conceivably could not be any more than five to ten people in any one good hiding place. Because you're not going to be able to do any cooking with fire. You're not going to be able to dispose of your waste. You're not going to be able to do a lot of killing of animals and throwing away carcasses, in, inners, and all of that. You're basically going to be reduced to eating grass and other highly digestible berries and nuts, few rabbits, a little fish if you can catch it without getting caught. Think of the logistics. We had a hurricane in Florida and it was demanded a, an evacuation. Within three hours of the notice, the highways were clogged such that overwhelming half of the people did not even try to evacuate. Imagine what it would be like if somebody said the Antichrist has put up his statue in Jerusalem, head for the hills. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an impossibility. People are not going to do it quietly and without notice. People are not going to get up and one or two leave every night because nobody is going to know who the two are that's supposed to leave that night. And by the time 600,000 people get out of Chicago, leaving one or two a night, the Great Tribulation will be over, and about 300,000 of you will still be there. <laughs> Think of all the millions of Christians who simply would not have the luxury of being able to go out into some remote place and try to live for three and a half years. It simply is not doable for large numbers of people. 
The logistics would be impossible. The technology would make it extremely difficult to do. New satellite technology can identify any warm-blooded mammal moving in the dark 10, 15 feet below ground. New technology that's coming along. New technology that is capable of hearing you whisper. You wouldn't even be able to cough. New technology. New technology, satellite technology, that can tell your shoe size. It can tell the shape of your face, how many people are in your car, who is in your car, where you left from, where you are going to, how much gas you have in the vehicle. New technology. New technology that can find waste that has been disposed of by the methane gas that it gives off. New technology that can differentiate between body waste, human waste, food waste. You would have to go underground and stay. For three years, you would not be able to come out. You would not be able to move. How many places like that is in America? How many could you find? The answer, ladies and gentlemen, is none. The population of the earth right now at 6 billion, there is no clue as to how many more there will be by the time the end comes. That many people will make it impossible for you to hide. Hiding, ladies and gentlemen, simply is not an option for you. You must come up with some other plan if your goal is to survive. According to Matthew, the level of hatred among family members will make the price of your life extremely valuable if you are a Christian. One of the problems with hiding is that you don't know who to take. You're not going to be able to trust anyone that you don't have personal long-term knowledge of and even then you never really know the 
The Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter 24, verse 9 and following, declared that love will grow cold between family members to the degree that moms and dads will be turning in children, children, parent, in-laws, their outlaws. There will be such a violation of relationships that you will not know who you can trust. Who are you therefore going to tell of your secret hiding place? And are you sure that they will keep your secret? You do not know. I have absolutely no confidence, ladies and gentlemen, that hiding is a possibility for you particularly in light of Revelation chapter 18 John is delineating the problem the world is having with the destruction of the harlot. Chapter 18, verse 11. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her, the great city, Babylon, the harlot, since no one buys their cargo anymore. Antichrist capital, which has become the center of world commerce, is now under attack by God. In fact, she has been rendered impotent. The merchants recognize the travesty and the consequence of their colossal loss. <coughs> they simply have no one to buy. Now notice what they sell or trade, what they have to sell. What are they bringing to the city to sell? Cargo of gold, silver jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, and then slaves. That is, human souls. Or it could be translated, Slaves and human lives. I believe it's correctly translated. Slaves, that is, human souls. They're coming to the capital of the Antichrist kingdom with souls to sell. What kind of souls would the Antichrist be interested in buying? Only one. There's only one kind of soul worth selling. Those who will not take the mark. They're the worth selling. That's you. 
your life will become expensive. So expensive that you can buy, others can buy and sell with you. You will be an expensive commodity. Therefore, hiding, I believe, will not be an option because so many people are going to be looking for you. If it happened today and all of you all are registered on my website, you're in trouble. You are first to be looked for. I gave up the idea of hiding a long time ago. My name is too familiar. It's no dice. I believe a cure, I believe the right option, is an option of faith. And tomorrow morning, we will spend quite a bit of time talking about what I believe is the right option that you're going to have to trust. You're going to have to trust and obey. Fighting is not an option and neither is flight. There will be no place to go. That is, if your goal is to hide physically, there is a place to go if your goal is to spiritually hide. You've got to run to the cross. It'll be in plain view for everybody to see. But it will give you safety. If you don't have the faith and you don't believe that you can survive, you don't believe that you'll be able to stand up under the harassment of the evil ones, and it will be harassment. If you don't believe that you can stand the the punishment and the discrimination and the intense persecution that the world is going to offer during this time, you have one alternative. Whatever the opportunity is for you to discover, I'm not convinced yet that there's going to be a contract signed in the newspaper. Everybody knows. I don't know whether that's going to happen or not. But I do know this, that he says you're going to know the midpoint because when you see the abomination of desolation, you will know that. How far in advance, you know, I don't know. But this is what I would do if I was you. If you have no plans to sharpen and strengthen your muscles of faith. I would buy a one-way ticket to Israel. As soon as I heard any discussion about the possibility of a guy being Antichrist, I'd go to, I'd go to Israel. I'm serious. Because God has promised that he is, in fact, going to hide some people. When you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, get a grip. Let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. I believe that is the only group of people promised a place to hide. 
Now, if you go to Israel, you go there lately, you'll find out there's nowhere to hide in the mountain, in the wilderness, in, in near Israel. When it says fly to the mountain of the wilderness, it's always talking to the south, uh, to the southeast. And if you go there and look, you'll find that there's nothing nowhere around there for a whole lot of people to hide in the natural. Therefore, it must be that God is going to do some kind of supernatural hiding folk. Only way they can survive. Particularly if you're talking about a large group. If I were you and I was not committed to doing anything other than just waiting, sitting around, letting him to come, as the guy said this morning, I'd have one-way ticket to Israel. As soon as I heard something was going on, I'm gone. Because he already told his disciples, say, listen, if you hear wars and rumors of wars and famine in various places and all that kind of stuff, don't let it bother you. This is the beginning of birth pain. Don't do nothing until you see this thing in the temple. Then he says, flee. Flee to the mountains. Mark says, to the wilderness. And every Jew going that way, I'd be going with. Where are y'all going? We don't know. We're just going south. I'm going with you. Because I believe that you will be protected if you're with those Jews. If you believe. That is the only time I would tell you to hide. That is the only place I would tell you to hide. The basis of that is when the Jews came out of Egypt, if you came out with them, you got protection. If you were with the Jews, you were safe. If you're not with them, you were in trouble. When these Jews in Jerusalem, most of them probably will be Messianic Jews, when they run to the wilderness, I would be carrying their bags. Can I carry your bags, please? I want to go with you. Because wherever you're going, you're going to be safe. I don't know how. I know that that's what he said. And I would follow them right out into the middle of whatever it is that God's got. Maybe he's going to cloak them. I don't know. It's going to be some kind of cloaking device. Maybe he's going to dig a big hole in the earth. Maybe they're going to go to, I don't know where they're going. I've been over there. There's not one single solitary place for 150,000, 200,000 Jews to hide southeast of Jerusalem. There's nowhere. Nowhere. Especially when he says flee. There's nowhere you can run within a 24-hour period and get to that an army and a jeep couldn't come and find you. The only way that's going to work is that God is going to come up with a special place that he's just going to create out of nothing. Or he's just going to put them out there and you're not going to see them. They're going to be right there and you will not be able to see them. Even though they're right there in plain sight. I don't know. Don't care. I just believe that if you're in Jerusalem and you see it and you flee, that God will give you a special hiding place. Because that's what it says in Revelation chapter 12, it says that the woman, that righteous remnant, uh, 
that righteous divine line, it says, That the woman who gave birth to the child, that she is to flee into the wilderness where God has given her a place. Chapter 12, verse 6. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished 1,260 days. That's who you're running with. That's where you're going. That's where you'll be kept safe. Now, that means you're going to have to have a lot of courage. Because you know that the abomination of desolation is going to be in Jerusalem. So you're going into the storm. You're going to the one place where everybody's going to know you don't belong. And you're simply waiting to hear the word. To run. It'll take courage to do that. I would say to you, it would be better to simply have faith and believe. But if you don't, you can't get it. You're weak. Then run. Everybody knows that the safest place in a hurricane is in the middle of it. flee. I don't think that a lot of people are going to do that. I don't think they're going to have the nerve. I don't think they're going to be courageous enough. I think your only option really is to develop your muscle of faith so that you could stand the storm. Tomorrow morning, we will talk about that. Father, I pray tonight That we would be sober people. It really is time to get serious. It is not time to run around in fear. For your word declares that you have not given us a spirit of fear. But you gave us a sound mind. And you have given us courage. I pray tonight that there are people in this place who will take the message and evangelize, strengthen, grow, and disciple family and friends. Such that if our generation is in fact called upon to be that final generation, that we will do so in full faith. Bless us, encourage us, and help us that we might always be able to say, it is well with my soul.